Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale and get up to half price off big brand vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Morning everyone, Izzy Kempi for breakfast on SENZ, Thursday the 22nd of September and it's a beautiful 6 o'clock morning here in Otatahi Christchurch, blue sky, sun is shining, the mist is rising, there it is, so good out there at the moment, hope you're having a good morning wherever you are in the country, thanks so much for tuning in, we'd love to hear from you throughout the morning, double eight double three. Or even better, we enjoy your calls. 0800-150-811 on the Kenatai phone line. Before that, I'm going to say good morning to the team there in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. you got uh, Joe in the back room. you got Neeps. Wow, this might be second last day for Neeps. Next week, he's going to go back to sleeping. And you've got Kempe and you've got beautiful Aroha doing a great job giving us all up-to-date news. Kempe, Louie. Morena to you, team. Uh, nice, man. It's, it is nice up here, too, the weather. Um, like we spoke about yesterday, starting to, starting to clear up, mate, and uh, get a little bit warmer. And, uh, yeah. Yes. 
Mate, getting excited about the weekend. There's so much happening. So mm. much happening. You know, the netball last night, Taranaki getting up against uh, counties and the NPC. Yeah, it's sort of... Uh, sort I don't... Of I don't early it's start. too early for that, Kempi. <laughs> it's, <laughs> <too>, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's too early for that, Kempi. I don't enjoy your yes, Taranaki message at 9.01. Okay, I, I get it. I get it, mate. No, no, well done. Well done to Taranaki. Getting the job done over counties, Monaco. And yes, so Ferns. Oh, it's always going to be a tough ask for the Sunshine Girls, Jamaica, to to get their job done. But uh, great to see Netball back in action and a couple of debuts, the emotions from Timu in the anthem. Oh, loved it. Loved it. Anyway, golf score, Mark. Oh, <laughs> horrible, Mark. Horrible. This like, Yesterday was not a good day. Was not a good day, Marky Mark. I've, I've, I've thought of every excuse in the book. Every excuse in the book. I kept telling everyone. I told Kempe this morning. He asked me about golf, and I said, "Well, Kempe, uh, I thought on Tuesday I'd go to the gym, and uh, I've been training quite hard lately, and I'm about to go ruin it this weekend in Auckland, but it's okay. Got to get some gains again. Um, well, Tuesday I thought I'd do 150 meter farmers carries. So what they are is you grab a couple of big dumbbells in your arms, and you carry them 150 meters, and you get back, and you continue your your exercise, your your routine." So my arms were dead, my back was sore, I couldn't rotate, and I shot 22 Stableford points, which equates to about 89. <laughs> so, <laughs> tough, tough day, Marky. Tough old day at tough, the office. Tough, day. Oh, wasn't nice, boys, but anyway, it was a good day out. When I played, um, Louie you know, the course, Koringa. Yeah, lovely. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, first time I played there, mate, and I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, a little Good something track. a bit different. Yeah, mate, something a bit different, but I'll tell you what, and they'd chop a few of those trees down. Man, I was smacking some trees. Oh, you <laughs> bird hunting, were you? <laughs> I was bird hunting all day, and, oh, my dry, I think I hit one fairway out of 18. It was tough, and every time I hit, like I'd hit a solid drive, and it would just creep off off the track. But what is it? Behind a big pine tree, so I've got to try and invent some magical shot up and curve it around the tree, and I'm not that good. <laughs> so it was a <laughs> tough, yeah, tough old You're an isn't you're golf, an is but... a daggy, but you're not you're not Cam Smith out there. <laughs> 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 you're only human. I see Anton Leonard Brown is back as well playing golf after his shoulder surgery and you reckon you hit uh, one oh. fair way, he reckons he only hit two out of Murawai out of York York track yesterday, Kimpy. Ah, nice, yeah. There's a little bit of wind around yesterday too, so uh, would have yeah. been, we've been doing it pretty tough out there on the old Lynx course. Beautiful, oh, course. love it. Go have a look at his Instagram. All black. So I eh? messaged him after that. I messaged him after that. Gimpy, I said honestly, I'd never play golf again if I chipped it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just winding him up, and he came back with some heat. He's like, "You think you'll live golf? Your LOV, your PGA." He says, "Put your money where your mouth is." Give me 10 shots. I said, I'm not giving you 10 shots, mate. Come on. I'll give you five. That's it. So we've got a bit of a bet on. We, we nice. rounded up to seven <laughs> shots. So we've got a competition going. Next time I face him, got a bet on. I've got to give him seven shots. Golf. Yeah. <laughs> wish, I, wish I was live golf. <laughs> wish I had some of that, that cash coming in. Oh, man. It was, uh, it was good, good funny. But we got a good bet. And um, it was a good day, lads, because the whole time while I was walking down the the golf course. I was watching the TAB trackside, looking for some good horses, lads. Good fill up yesterday. Kai, 
Uh, what was the one in the in the good first? Uh, McNabb. And then, yeah, good Kai into Wild Knight. And then uh, Baronet, that one and paid $7.80. So Tiako and, and racing in the first four. Mark Walker getting the job done, boys. Hell of a day. Good of, and you went over to Aussie and got another wee fill up, Louise. You had a very good day, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I turned 100 into 950 yesterday. So oh. just nine and a bit times on a Wednesday. Louis is... shout breakfast tomorrow, lads. We... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it just uh, doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes you just get it right. And it was it all started with Wild Night. Joe came through, uh, had a wild night with plenty of Kai yesterday. Got the opening yes. price, doubled my, my boots. Thank you, and I tipped my hat to the... I tap, you, tap my hat to you, sir, for sharing the inside. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the beautiful thing with that and the no deductions, Kempi, is straight away you're winning. Yeah. 3.2 into a $2. So straight away you're winning. And even if you lose, you just need to stay, you know, true to the fact that, well, we got the overs and occasionally you miss. But yesterday was not one of those days. And, yeah, Canterbury was a, a good day over there. And uh, Lock Eagle in the last. I just sent that video through to the lads. Uh, Chris Lee's. That thing just is a rocket. Fresh up, and it's rounded the map out from last and just picked them up and dropped them on the line. And I was, I didn't watch it because I was at footy training, and I I checked my account. You know, oh, Izzy, you've said it before. Yeah. You, hold your, you hold your hand over the top of where your account balance is going to come up because <laughs> you don't want to be deflated straight away. So I've got my thumb up the top, and I'm going back, and I'm like, okay, so that leg hit. Yeah, that leg hit. And I was like, oh, no. One league away, Lock Eagle, <laughs> and then I click on it and I see Eagle. I see Lock Eagle. Take my finger off. Yeah. Oh yeah, boys! <laughs> <laughs> what a bet, mate! Good on you. Good on you. That was a hell of a bet. I was trying to do the maths with if I had to put those uh, that bet together with um, with a wee little wager. I was like, man, it would have been a great fill up. But well done, Louis. Well done. That was a very good run that last, and you absolutely killed it. But the one thing I, I noticed about you said is Matamata. Man, I had to put my mouth, my hand over my mouth in that last race. Oh, a couple yeah. of the girls fell off, and yeah. I was thinking, no, mm. we're not here again. Obviously, Taylor Mitchell, I can't remember the other name. Um, I think it but, was Donnie. Yeah, mate. I was, wow. I was just like, oh, please, man. And it just shows. And then I started watching the horses running along the track. Man, they're just ripping up the track, eh? Hey? There's a lot of dirt flying up. Big old craters going through, man. It's you can probably see Bruce Sherrick and Co. just putting their hands over their mouth and just hoping that that everything was going to be okay. Obviously, with what has gone on, so mm. weekly, glad to hear that they're right. It's a weekly occurrence at the mm. moment. They had, uh, had the same thing down early races in New Plymouth on on Saturday. You know, a couple of horses went down, and I think it was the second race. Um, I thought they calling the. I thought they were going to abandon the races. So yeah, they came out and checked the. They came out track, and checked out, it, didn't they? And New Plymouth has had many issues. Many keeping. issues, yeah. So I oh, look. That's actually a really good point you bring up. Is I don't know what they do. I don't. You know, I haven't had a chance to have a chat to Bull um, Bruce Sherrick about it, but I don't know what you do about it when it's happening. <sighs> when it's such a regular occurrence, like they go out, they check the tracks. They've got obviously got someone going down and making sure from. Um, New Zealand racing and, and making sure it's all safe and that, and then that still happens. So, um, yeah, we've got to, just got to be really wary well, about that with our our, our jockeys, because eh? they're small people. Those those oh, horses yeah. when they're rolling over over people, man, it's it, it's it's horrible watching. Yeah, and and look, as Lee said, like often enough, if there's any doubt about a track, they just won't go out. 
The jockeys won't. They no. won't go out, and that's fair enough. The, I think they clipped heels in that race in New Plymouth, but then there was just one part of the track that was more wet than others, and that's what Pikey said when they were looking at it. Yesterday's one, is you're right, it looked bad, but fortunately they're both okay. And speaking about it, well, Woodville has been abandoned today. So another abandonment. And this came through yesterday, so at least they haven't. T- we're not talking to people on the way to the races that are going to turn up this morning and then mm. have to unload the horses and go back home. But yeah, another abandonment. Uh, what is it? Look, the water tables, we just hear it. They're so high at the moment. This weekend we're at Awapuni and Ruakaka. I would suggest that Awapuni is going to be very heavy again. Uh, I don't know what the weather is doing in that part of the country. If you're in the central districts, double eight, double three, give us a little weather and track update. In Ruakaka, it will be pretty much a good five. I'd say it'll be a good. Oh, it's a sand, a sand based, isn't it? Right be, there on the coast, so yeah, it'll be a good track. It'll be um, so yeah. two very different. So tracks. it's just a pity it's so far up the up the Mutu, you know, because you're not going to get the central districts travel up there and no. take their horses up there. No, it's just too far. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the the way, and I'm pretty sure that New Zealand racing are thinking about this is is to have dedicated tracks that can handle weather all year round in certain parts of the island. Like you've got the far north, obviously, and um, Ruakaka, then you've got central districts. I know that they've got a a, um, a synthetic track down there that they're talking about. You know, you've got obviously one in Cambridge that's mm-hmm. going now. You've got the one in Rickerton. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about taking them, like if you're going to make those abandonments, make them sort of early enough so you can get to those synthetic tracks and fit them in, fit the races in. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, I don't know if it was you or is he? Someone asked a really good question. I'm pretty sure of Bruce not long ago. Like, when are we going to race on these synthetics? Yeah. And um, oh, look, he just, doesn't want to, does just he? Just sensing a little like bit he... of reluctance. I don't know if it's him personally. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't actually dug too d- deep into it. But there's a little bit of a reluctance. But we're going to get there, so we may as well commit to it. I guess the other thing is, once Ellerslie is redone, and the track there is going to be immaculate. It's going to be the fairest racing surface. It's going to be the best. Yeah, they should be racing at Ellerslie year round, pretty much every second weekend. Yeah, just let's just pile and piggyback off the back the premier yeah. track. <laughs> Seriously, let's just. I, I totally yeah. agree. Let's just centralise as much as we can, and every Saturday, every second Saturday at least. Um, I think they should just be racing there and, and as a premier meet so you know that you're always going to have a track that's fair to play on. And um... <laughs> some, some, some people are out there. Oh, you just look at this message from Gaza. <laughs> hey, Ken, Pete, the answer is simple. Seatbelts on the horse, bro. That's, that's sort of, yeah, yes. no, nah, that doesn't work either, bro. But oh, no, I know where you're going with that. You're dead right, though, Louis. Look, I totally agree with you. That that one in Auckland, when they get it up and running, that's home. That's home for everyone. Everyone. And the satellite the satellite courses, like bring your horses up and stay a couple of days. Hundred percent. You know, bring if you stay out of Pukekohe. Stay out there, train your horses out there. You know, put a, put accommodation out there for the trainers and that, so they can bring their horses up and roll them into town and race for all the big money. Yeah. You know, that's what you're talking about is is the old letting go with the new th- and and getting on with the new thinking. 100%. And that has to happen. Yeah, we've got to commit to it. And you have to cater too for the South. You've got to cater for the South as 100%. well. So Rickerton Racetrack, Rickerton Racetrack, not a bad track. Good, They great. get some solid horses. Yeah, great track. So does that need any investment to, to just really well, you got the solidify that? As a, you got the synthetic. you got both options here. But, you know, if I remember that, question, I asked that to Bruce, and I said, you know, synthetic, is that the way we're going to go forward? And he goes, no, we don't really want to go down the synthetic racing taking over. We still want our trusty 
uh, normal tracks where horses, because they, they react differently. So if we are going to get to that situation, we need probably at least two world-class tracks in New Zealand, south and north, where there's a home and when they, and they can handle the conditions. Because there is climate change, boys. We're not going to get all political, but there is things happening in this world that <laughs> is changing the way that, that the world's reacting. So we've got to cater for it. Yeah, that's a good point, is he? And person, my personal opinion, I think Rickerton does a great job. I think because if you look at Rickerton, what they you look at the calendar, right? They Rickerton get an amazing spring carnival. We're about to be there on track. You're about to be DJing in the car park, and we've got that'll be good. That'll be a good four. It'll be a beautiful, hot, stinking Christchurch day. But then I've got the winter. Sort of out, boys. I've got the winter cup Ooh. there as well in the heavy track season. Uh, I've got no doubt that Tim Mills would love investment and love to be able to supercharge that track and become the Ellerslie of the South. I, I'm certain. You boys are coming down, eh? Cup week? Yeah, man. Yep, for sure. 100%. <laughs> Mate, I'll, I'll down. get on a horseback with a seatbelt if I if I have to. Mate, yeah. We're, good boys. Good we're boys. Big, part, from we're big partners with New Zealand Racing, so you know, it just only makes sense that we're down there broadcasting every morning, yeah. catching up with all the trainers and the jockeys and... Talking to the horses, and I'll ride just ask me down there if I have to. <laughs> <Bear back. laughs> East Coast styles. Yeah, mate. Ooh. Imagine that. Yeah, come down, boys. We, plenty, of, plenty of mics here. I've got, I've got well, how many things? I've got, I've got about eight things down there, so we can have eight, eight guests on the show at once. All right, there so we go. We'll be right. Uh, Neeps, you're coming. <laughs> Joe, you're coming. Kiz, you can hold the fort, mate. <laughs> It's <laughs> 19 after 6 this morning Alright lads, great start to the show uh, Plenty going on Looking forward to catching up with Brody Retallick Is he hearing your chat with him after 7 And just to whet our appetites I've got one for you Can't wait question of the day mm. Well it's Thursday which means we're going to get an All Blacks team. The last All Blacks team of the Rugby Championship. What a journey this Rugby Championship has been. What a journey this has been. Going back to that press conference at the airport after the Irish series where Ian Foster introduced himself as the All Blacks coach to now, what a couple of months we have had. Gee whiz, we have been in the thick of it alongside the All Blacks, sometimes against them, sometimes against New Zealand rugby. But we've made it. And my can't wait question of the day today, and you've got to have to come through if you want to win this Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy prize pack. Thanks to our friends at Health Threes and Musashi. Double eight, double three, but please 0800 150 811. This is now a safe space. This is the cone. <laughs> this is now a cone of safeness, of security. No ram raids, no mean words. This is now a safe space. Hardy my. Come into the far day of safeness. <laughs> I want you to admit your All Black selection take. You're too embarrassed to say out loud because you're scared your friends, you're scared as Ian Kempe ordinarily would be mean to you about it. <laughs> but you truly believe it. What is your All Black selection take for today that you truly believe but you've just been a bit scared to say out loud? I don't care if you want to be a homer. I don't care if you want to be biased. Come through. 0800 150 811. On the other side of this, we'll all share ours. We'll hold hands. I don't hands. know where I'm going here. <laughs> <laughs> 21 minutes past six here with Kim and Sweet. That's great savings every day. Come on. Come here. It's okay.
26 minutes past 6 o'clock. What's wrong? 0800 150 Our phone's broken. Come through. Take purge time. What is it you don't want to say out loud, but you can now because it's a safe space, is he? <laughs> oh, I love how you come to me first. Um, is it safe? <laughs> Very safe. <laughs> come on, brother. Get off the fence. Nah, 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 nah. I've, I've got two here. I've got two here. Ali is our best seven. <laughs> Ali is our best seven. Above it. And Rico is oh, a winner. You can't yeah. say Ali's that, mate. You can't say Why? That. No, I can't. No, that, that's the point. Of course you can say it. But, for some, but you're right. It's almost become sacrilegious to question whether Rico's a winger. Yeah, mate, he's a winger. He's a winger. He's quick. He can, he's a finisher. He can defend. He's a winger. Yeah. I love it. I've got two. I've got two, too. And they are actually genuine. These are genuine. Jordy. Jordy um, is a set, is a second five eight, not a fullback, one hundred percent. And he's got to they got to they got to move him there. And the other thing is, Stephen Curdie needs to be the defensive coach. They've got to hire Stephen Kearney from Melbourne and put him in the All Black coaching side, because the sooner they do that, they get closer to winning that World Cup. Ooh, why? Because he's from league, mate, and they know how to te- <laughs> and they know how to teach defence. <laughs> hey, Gimpy, hey, this is a safe space. I appreciate your input. I love it. Uh, Tim, give RTS a hoon at twelve, and Will Jordan at fifteen. Yeah, Tim, that's not even that controversial, but you're allowed to say it. <laughs> I actually RTS position is in the outsides. Yes, is he? <laughs> yes, it is. That was one of mine. I've got two. <laughs> Especially yeah. with selection in, in, in uh, with today's selection. Less defying Anuku is the best available centre in the squad. Yeah, he'd make the Kiwi team, 100%. Less defying Anuku is the best available centre in the squad. Pick him. You picked yep. him in the first yep. Irish test and it was all tits up. It's not in the second one as well. It's not, it wasn't his fault, right? And then the other one is... If RTS is going to have a chance, it's on the wing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. I totally, I actually think I'm going to name my team later. And there's a couple of positions. There's loose forwards, centres, and wing, where I think they're going to cha- have a couple of changes. But, um, yeah, a couple of calls coming through. Louis, you want to get to those now? You want to get some after? I've got one more. Brad Webber's the number one halfback here. <laughs> now we're starting to fly. I got another one. I got another one. Why did you just put the Crusaders in the ABs team? <laughs> right. You got to keep people's radios on for at least another half hour. Uh, Al Fangarei, we'll get to you before the news. What is your? This is a safe space, Al. It's a safe space. So just know that. What is it? What you want to say about the selection? Morena, boys. Morena. Morena, Morena. I reckon. Um, Oh, Foster's is just keeping the boys on the D-way, you know? Like, how many years have we dominated before a World Cup to get there and then everyone's got a plan for us, you know? But to me, Will Jordan's the best fullback going around. He'll okay. be our starting fullback at the, at the World Cup. Jordy might go to centre. Rico out on the wing. We'll just flip the head on his team and they won't know what hit him. 
It's all part of the plan now. <laughs> oh, you love your You're a conspiracist <laughs> like a couple of people in that <laughs> studio, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Tom, Tom Robinson wasn't even at the call-up from the north yet. Wait till he gets to the jersey on. Yeah, you're oh, dialed in. Oh, oh, Keep the powder dry, they reckon. I don't mind it. And that's what I'm asking don't for. Mind it. What is the take that you just, if you said out loud in ordinary life, you'd be accosted? Not here. Is in Kimby for breakfast. It's the safest space of all. Half past six. Here, here's Adult Health and News for Kubota. <laughs> Together with shaping and building new. I've got another one. I've got another one. I'll give you after this. <laughs> 28 minutes away from seven o'clock. Coming back to the take purge in just a second or two, but. Very quickly, thanks to Bunnings. Let's get some headlines because helping businesses, Bunnings trade. We're here to make your job easier. Uh, yeah, the Silver Ferns. Look, I've got feelings about whether they should have played the game, but they won 70 45, so good on them. And yes, Ali Timu getting, well, uh, very emotional. And Richie's come through. There was a bit of, po- during the anthem, there was a bit of pollen floating around his lounge. Nice message there, Richie. Uh, the All Whites, yeah, they play. Today, in Danny Hay, the coach, had some very fighting words about the lack of play and how frustrating it is. It's frustrating being the coach, I'm not going to lie, uh, and I, I'm sure it's equally as frustrating for, for players that, that want to play for their national team. Oh, for me, it's extremely frustrating. We should not be missing opportunities or chances to, to play. Sorted out New Zealand football, there's Chris Wood and Danny Hay, two legends of the sport, a couple of our greatest ever players and they're saying it down at the barrel of the camera. Now, here's one for you, lads, as well, just to round it off. A bit of baseball, okay? Only five players had hit 60 home runs in a single season in the history of the major leagues, okay? This is the most. This is America's pastime, the, the old sport. Aaron Judge did it yesterday and having a, a phenomenal season for the Yankees. That'll piss a lot of people off. But how's this? So his 60th home run ball got plunged into the crowd... The fan that caught it gave it back to him for free and said he wanted no money because it was his moment and it was his to have. It was his accomplishment. A young man, he looks like he's about 20-something. He's given it. They reckon it could, well, have, been, could have been worth anywhere between 500000 and $20 million. What a legend. <laughs> oh, mate, honestly, Aaron Judge will be doing something for him on, on the outside. Don't worry about that. He'll be getting some tickets, some memorabilia. But what a legend. And he's dead right. He's dead right. That's his moment. Why should you know? Look, look what happened to the guy that bought um, Tom Brady's last touchdown ball. <laughs> Imagine how he's feeling. Yeah. Oof. I'd see the, the the person that took Buddy Franklin's was it nine hundredth goal. Um, yeah. And he gave it back, and he got tickets. You're right. He got a sign. He got signed. He got all the other members. Really. So it was great. Anyway, let's go to the phone line. Joe Gizzy, what's your uh, what's your take, mate? This is a safe space. All right, mate. Was, was, thanks, for the, thanks for the fill up yesterday, Louis. No worries. You turned 500 into a lot more. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. Good man. I've got Christy to start. I've got Christy to start, boys. I've got fucker Tava. Shouldn't have been an All Black. Dane Coles is out for Umua. Hey, I'm sorry, but your best mate, Havili, can go to centre when Anton Leonard Brown comes back, is he? And that better <laughs> yes. be a safe place, gentlemen. It better be safe, and I better have some, uh, some bars on my walls. <laughs> Keep going, keep going, mate. I know you got more. 
Well, uh, I got a few more. I got a few more. Of the, you know, half those boys that I thought should have been ABs are still playing for Canterbury, running around in the empty <laughs> So. Uh, you know, you know, and, and the second best thing is that the East Coast have won two games this year. So I, I got no All Blacks out of that, but I made, might, might have a few Hartland players coming out of here. Yeah, beautiful, Joe. They are flying, actually. East Coast, they are on one. And, oh, yeah, mate, it's great to see um, them, them getting some rewards. They hadn't won a game for years, and now they're actually winning a couple and getting some confidence. So, also, a couple of their lads. Couple of their, did he say Christy? So Christy halfback. Yep. Christy Start, did he say? Yep. Fuck tough should never be an all black. Mm. Wow, that's a big one. That's tough. There's there's Paul Weber. <laughs> there's uh, Paul Weber. He did also mention the hookers. Here's here's mine. Yeah. Is he in Kempi? Another one. If we contend at the Rugby World Cup, it's because George Bell is in the game day twenty three. <laughs> Who does he take over? I think Takiaho is the, the best, well, might be one of the best, might be the best All Black by the Rugby World Cup next year. And I think that George Bell is ascending at the right time. And unfortunately, Cody and Dane, I absolutely adore what they've done for the jersey. I just think they might be on the wrong end of the cycle. Interesting. Interesting. George Bell, untested. Untested. He's, he's obviously showing good signs at. at uh, international level twenties and then gone into Maritim, uh into Bunnings NPC. Got uh, I'll just give him another crack. But yep, you've got a lot of bit of time there. Bit of time there. You got one super season, is that enough? Well, if he goes huge. You know, you're always gonna get the Nehem on a scutter. You never really know where they're coming you always from. Are. You never know where they're coming from. You ain't gonna from. come out of the front row though. That's <laughs> 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 very true. <laughs> you imagine George Bell wiggity whack. <laughs> Yeah, on the outside. Oh, where do these hookers come from? They just play like backs. Yeah. Um, um, but what do you yeah. reckon about this one? Uh, uh, is he Ben Smith for fullback at the Twenty Nine World Cup from Alistair? Retrospective. <laughs> oh yeah, I think there's a lot of what ifs flying through um, people's minds about the World Cup. Obviously, Reese, um, Sever Reese over there. You had uh, Bodie at the back with um, George George Bridge. Look, it's a tough one because those boys are playing well. But when you see how what Ben Smith had done, yeah, look, I, I think plenty. You wouldn't be the only one thinking that. There'll be plenty out there thinking if Ben Smith was at the back, we might have, we might have done all right. So keep them coming. There's one there too. Safe space, Louis. The breakfast show should be called Izzy Kempi and Louis Show, eh? You, 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 you like that one? That's from Troy. Right, it's That's not from Troy. Look, check my number. Louis is a part of our show anyway. Louis is a part of our show. He's a huge part of our show. Thanks, Troy. Um, Kempi, Brett. You wanna get that? Top toppy. Yep. Here we go. Looking for Brett. For the for this test, players nine, ten, twelve, and thirteen, all from the blues. With a Crusaders back three. There I said it. <laughs> He's a Chiefs fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you doing, Brett? Uncle, Uncle, what are you doing? Like It's a say mate, he's thinking it. So That's say, what we want. So Kippy. really your number he's one team it. is blues. Is that what you're saying? Your number one team is the Blues. Well, that's not that's not doesn't make it sound like a safe space, Kimpy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe space. He's sitting at home in his in his lazy boy chair with his feet up, and he's thinking, "I know that Blues and the Blues are the best, and I just want them to be there, but I'm never ever going to say it." And he said it. So I commend you, Brett, for coming out with your honesty. Whether so, you're saying Christie, Barrett. Roger. RTS, Yuani, and then uh, the Severis, Lester, 
Will Jordan. <laughs> not a bad, not a bad, Ooh, not a bad backline. You know, you can make you can make the case for it. Tough on Geordie. Yeah, but Geordie's... Tough on Geordie. I don't know. I reckon Geordie's got Roger at second 5'8". That's where he should be playing. Yeah. Um, look, it's going to be interesting when they go, Kepi. I've, I've picked my team, and there's a couple of changes in the end. Yeah, the 12 position is, is the one. Where the Foster will eat his hat mm. and go, okay, I've got, to, I've got to make that decision and put Geordie back there, will it fall back? Or a player, RTS, he's played at home, he's played with Rico Yuani. He's back in Auckland, and this is his our time to really see if RTS has got it in the 12 jersey. Do you give him a chance with so much riding? Look, I reckon we can afford to lose a... a we've signed up the Bledisloe. The that is their cherished trophy. They want to win this, obviously, but does it matter? Like you know, Is this an opportunity to try RTS in the 12 jersey? I reckon it is. Yeah, and I, th- I think with um, mm. the way that they're selecting players, too, they're not going to make... You know, sweeping changes that'll that'll. I I just can't see it happening. I just can't see it happening. I'm mm-hmm. with you. I think they do go with Roger, and they do yeah. keep Geordie at the fullback, and they do keep keep Will Jordan on the wing because they have done that all year. You know, he plays left wing. I think what everyone's saying is we want to see Will Jordan at fullback in all black jersey. <laughs> we want to see what he can do. That's then. That's not yeah. like he's the best fullback. We want to see him there. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people are suggesting that Kempi. Eleven thirty today, we'll see that. Hey, we've got Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Pack coming through with your take. You're too scared to say out loud, but it's a safe space here. What's your selection? What is the selection that you want to see, but you're just a little bit worried that you'll get looked at funny if you say it out loud? Come through and also talk to us about the quiz because it's a tough one again. Neeps is on an absolute heater as he's departing. He's trying to. Kick you in the teeth. Come through, take him on. 0800 150 811. Quizzy Dag, up after this. We're going to need plenty of you on the line. I promise you that. This is how you do it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. Quizzes on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quizzy that come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Yeah, give us a call. They have called and plenty of numbers on the phone lines. Here we go. Let's rip straight into it. John from a beautiful Christchurch morning. Johnny boy, how are you? G'day, how are you, mate? It's a week summer, isn't it? Oh, it's a lovely day. Oh, it's a cracker out there, mate. Oh, can't wait to rip into it later on this morning, mate. Good luck. Here we go. Question number one. What was the score in the Silver Ferns versus Jamaica game last night? Uh, I believe it was 70 to 45. 70 to 45 is correct. Bing! Question number two. What is the name of the speedway, the raceway in Christchurch? You'll know this. Ruapuna. Ruapuna is correct. Question number three. When was the last time the All Whites beat Australia? Five years ago. 
Louis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hello. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. I read it this okay. morning. This is my question. Oh, okay. Sweet. It's okay. We're going to just over here. Just some clarity in the back room. Yeah, good, mate. Okay. Sorry, John. That is incorrect. We're going to go to Brett from Hutley. Brett, this is your safe place, my brother. This is your safe haven. I promise. Safe my ass. So I opened up. <laughs> I, made, I made myself vulnerable. <laughs> I made myself vulnerable and you fellas took advantage. <laughs> oh, that's what we wanted. <laughs> that's what we wanted, Brady. That's what we wanted. <laughs> we wanted honesty. We know you're sitting there. We know you're sitting there and you're thinking, I want to say it, but I can't. And we appreciate you actually saying it. So thank you. Thank you, Brady. <laughs> when was the last time the All Whites beat Australia, Brett? Uh, I don't know. Uh, 2008. Ooh, not far off. 2008 is incorrect. Sorry. Sorry about that. Have a good one, my brother. We're going to get Anton. Anton in Auckland. Morning, Anton. Uh, morning, bro. Morning. When was, <laughs> the last... when, was the... when was the last time All Whites beat Australia? Oh, I'm going to need a clue for this one, Kempi. Please. Uh, a good what... one. Oh, okay. Sid Cohen one. Oh. This is the best one ever, okay? Demanding. Warriors. <laughs> Sid Cohen. Warriors go to the grand final. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, the second time or first time? 2011. No! <laughs> 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 Sorry, Anton. <laughs> Not that one, brother. Not that one. We're going to go to Brenton. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. How are you? I'm good, Brendan, man. Good to hear your voice again, brother. When was the last time the All Whites beat Australia? Yeah, I was in 2002. <laughs> yeah, it was. 2002 is correct. Question number four. Which team in the Rugby Championship has scored the most points against the All Blacks in one game? In one game. Uh, Australia. Oh, I got it. You got it, brother. You got it. Question number five. When was the last time the Breakers won an NBL title? Oh, that was a while ago, mate. Um, Phone a friend, Kimpy, or? Oh, okay. It was somewhere between 2010 and 2020. Five. Four. I'll go three. Twenty-two. Twelve. <laughs> twenty-twelve. Oh, that's no, it's not twenty-twelve, Brenton. Sorry, brother. Have a good day. We're gonna go to Pete from Whangarei, the far north. Morena, Pete. Morena. Morena. When was the last time uh, the Breakers won the NBL title? Uh, twenty fifteen. Ooh, and he has come over the top with a Joe Parker right hand and won the quiz. Well done, Pete. Well, well done, my friend. Thank you. Very sharp timing there, Pete. Just swanned in. Good quiz there, Neeps. Well done, yeah. mate. $50 TAB bonus bet off to Whangarei. Great to have the influx of Whangarei callers as well. I reckon we must have, like, all one work site. Or Kimpy, you didn't. Yeah. Must be my car driving driven past with me and Izzy's face on it. 
Yeah, is your Audi sign written? <laughs> not yet, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> we should work on that. Right, seven away from seven. Back with your takes on the All Black selection after this. This is a safe space. You can talk about your All Black selection's desires here without being criticised. Troy has come through on double eight, double three, and said Christy at halfback for sure. I would love to see Big Lester get a run at centre. Geordie at second five. They have that Nonu and Smith combo feel going on. Troy, appreciate it. Dave from Karaka says, mine would be Falau Whakatawa. Give him a start. I hoping, was hoping he'd set the world on fire. Thanks for the tips. Thank you for coming through, Dave from Karaka. An unnamed texter says, why do we seem careless about the Rugby Championship and Freedom Cup but hold the Bledisloe so highly? RTS for 12, Geordie on the bench, Crusaders back three. Is he? You could probably answer that. Ooh, it's a great question. Um... I, don't, I think the rugby championship because it's changed so many times. Gone Tri Nations rugby championship. There's been teams coming in and out. I think the one, the Freedom Cup. Don't get me wrong, that that still holds so much um, value for the for the All Blacks. That's something they really cherish. But I just feel like I know the Aussies. They're our closest foes. It's a beautiful trophy. It's so big, and it's just held so much history over the <laughs> holds uh, so much beer. Oh, so much beer. <laughs> nah, there's just so much history that just goes behind that Bledisloe. So that'll be what. Look, don't get me wrong. They want to win everything. Um, but the Bledisloe is the one they cherish so much. What about this one? Rob Rush is a bolter for the World Cup. Eric Rush's son. That's from Pony. Ooh, there you go. We love random bolters coming through. Keep those messages. Go to the Bay. Yes, you are right. The Battle of the Bay. Marky Mark. Hawks Bay. Are the Bay. Are they going to be still the Bay? Next week, I hope so. Settle, hell of a, hell of a game this weekend. <laughs> Boys, Rotary Tillett coming up after this. I spoke to him on Tuesday. We'll play that for you after 7 o'clock. And then Billy Harmon later on. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Is Ian Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ Thursday, 22nd of September, and I love it. Love a Thursday, and how even better is a Friday. Ooh, I'm looking outside, the sun is shining. There is just something, I don't know, lads, something about the sun that just gets me gone. My morale is gone through the roof. I'm about to jump out and jump on the roof and jump. Yeah, just try and get to the sky because, oh, mate, I just feel so good. I just feel so good today. I just feel on top of the world. I don't know. It's just the weather. Weather does it to you. What a don't Daisy, where, com- what a Daisy the for tea last night. Oh, no, she went out for tea. I had to fend for myself. So what did old sloppy dad get? Got him a nice Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Got the kids a Happy Meal and uh, back on the shred today. And my one little cheap meal today. But I'm going to Auckland soon, so I'm probably a bit more excited about that as well, lads. Heading up there with the whānau. 
Going to see you boys in the morning in the studio and uh, finish the week off well. Finish the week off well, boys. Coming up, big hour though, lads. After 8 o'clock. It's one of my favourite parts of the week. More than an athlete. More than an athlete. A while back we spoke to Dr. Lara Andrews, a softball legend in her own right, but it's outside the diamond where she has had her most impact. She'll join us after 8 o'clock. You've got to stay tuned and have a listen to that. We're also going to talk to Billy Harmon as the Canterbury team take on Auckland arch rivals tomorrow. So we're going to have a chat to Billy Harmon. He is playing number eight at the moment. He's traditionally an, an upside flanker, but they've got Tom Christie there. Cullen Grace has uh, been injured, so Billy's playing at, at eight. So we're going to have a chat to Billy Harmon shortly. We've been talking some All Blacks. We've been talking some rugby. And we asked the question. We asked the question, and, man, there's been some vulnerability shown this morning. Brett, we appreciate you, mate. We always appreciate you. You're a day one. You are a day one. What is the All Black selection you want to say, but you're too embarrassed to say out loud? Too embarrassed to say out loud. St- um, Stephen Kearney, defence coach for the All Blacks next year. That is Ken Pease. Will Jordan. Geordie Barrett, chuck him at 12. He's a, he's a centre. Mine was Artie Savia is our best seven. RTS is a winger. Rico Iwani is a winger. There you go. I've shown my vulnerabilities, you know. I've been out there. I've left it all out for you, and you've come through as well. Keep them coming, lads. Lovely question. It's got the text machine going, double eight, double three. Keep Lovely. them going. <laughs> i tell you what. What are you giggling, what are you giggling at, Kempe? <laughs> well, I can't wait to get up here. I'm going to actually go undercover. I'm going to find where you and your mates are hanging out. I'm just going to come and be a menace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come and just. I'm gonna bring like take a pen and I'm gonna like roll paper up my mouth and I'm just gonna blow it at you all day, all day mate. Not even gonna talk to anyone. Get out, Kimpy. Don't, don't. I'm a little kid in the candy store when I go up to the big smoke. But you are. You love it, mate. It's, you're right, Izzy. You know, like you make a good point. There's something that's really infectious about the warmer weather. And it's just a little bit of sun on the back, and we're all on heat. It just goes, you know, it's springtime. Everyone just kind of goes a bit mad, and it's it's a lot of fun. So you'll love it up here. The weather has been good. It's actually not been as wet as it was meant to be. This mm. weekend is a mammoth sporting weekend. Uh, oh, it's huge. It's the, absolutely huge. One story we haven't in touch on, we probably won't today. I know it'll be huge on ECN in Australia. The Alistair Clarkson and Hawthorne story that's coming out around uh, racism and Hawthorne, the dynasty that they mm. had with First Nations mm. people, blew the news cycle oh, apart yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely rocked the AFL on the eve of their final. Um, the NRL hasn't had a controversy in a couple of weeks. No. So... But that's huge, though, eh? That, mate, that's a massive it, it was story. sickening. I don't know if you read, oh, it, read it. It was that. sickening. Yeah. 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 If it's true, that, that is horrible what they've been doing. And behind the scenes, like, the control and the First Nations, like, just, yeah, man. So, mm, if you missed it's not it, good. it's allegations. And they've put that coach's um, contract on hold, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, mate, he should uh, never, ever, moved, he's, should he's never ever on. get a gig. Ever. If true. Yeah. He's just been signed as a North Melbourne saviour, Alistair Clarkson, Clarko. Yeah. They reckon he's a you know one of the greatest coaches in the history of the comp. But the win at all cost attitude, where they have controlled First Nations and impressionable. Yesterday we were talking about trusting Polynesians. Yeah, 
and and you know the way you can and the relationships and like there's serious trigger warnings in the story, but you know to the point that they're trying to control pregnancies and relationships for the young men of indigenous um, you know First Nations uh, ethnicity just really tough to stomach. So that's that's rocked the AFL. The NRL finals are on. We've got the Bledisloe. We've got the All Whites. Danny Hay and Chris Wood saying they're so pissed off they don't get to play more. Joe Parker on Sunday. Mate, you got the uh, the other one. One that's sort of going under the radar is the World Cup squad's being named, is he? You know, like Samar came out. Joseph Suwali phoned Mel Meninga on Tuesday and told him he doesn't want to play for the Kangaroos. He's going to play for Samar. And I just... Yeah, I, did, I did cartwheels. I was down there yeah. Ponsonby Road doing cartwheels because it is finally happening. I predicted it mm. 12 years ago. 2010, mm. I said that kids will turn the Kangaroos down and they will all be Polynesian boys. And it's happening, you know, and I'm just Good. so over the moon because by um, by stealth, international football and rugby league is going through the roof and it's going to be the best World Cup we've seen coming up, honestly. It's, so, it's just, just evened on, it out. I know we're going to move off in a minute. We're going to hear from Brody. I spoke to him on Tuesday. Just quickly, Louis and Kempe might, might get the juices fine, but is the reason this is happening is because it's is it, it's not about the money, is it? Because you think about the international teams, I'm I'm more leaning towards what I know, and, and the All Blacks is, you know, you play for them, you get a you get a selection bonus, you get a, uh, incentives from from representing them. So in the game of league, the Kiwi are uh, the the Kangaroos. Do they have a, a a selection performance bonus, or do they have yeah, like they, a, they do they get they they've always got more than than the Kiwi boys. That's that's right. But the the thing about so this money, isn't about that, is it, mate? The thing about money is that they're all top earners now. So the money they're getting yeah. from the NRL contracts, it's not about money anymore. It used to be about money Beautiful. while they chose State of Origin the Kangaroos. Now they're yeah. saying, well, we get enough money at club level, we're going to go and represent our country because it's the right thing to do. And he, the way that if you read that, go to NRL dot com, read Joseph Swaley's comments, and he said, my grandparents are still up in Samoa. I'm proud of where I come from. I'm sorry, Mel, but I don't want to play for the Kangaroos. I want to play for my, my grandparents and my parents. And that's what international football is about. Mm, it's amazing, Kimpy. Let's follow that and let's talk because Super League finals this weekend, Rugby League World Cup is not I'm far trying away. To get, I'm trying to get someone out of England. I sent a couple of messages up to a few boys last night, so hopefully we might have someone tomorrow, but we'll, I'll keep working on it. Beautiful stuff. Well, right now it is 12 past seven. All Black selection from about 11.30 today. Bled Dislow the second. We've got the Eden Park record to protect... And, you know, I noticed that nobody came through and questioned one name. Nobody would even think about suggesting that Brody Retallick isn't the way forward. So let's hear from the great man. S-E-N-Z. Right, everyone, pop quiz time. What is the highest number, the amount of Bledisloe defences in a row for the All Blacks or the number of times Bernard Foley was told to kick the ball? Uh, I'm just kidding. But the serious feeling ahead of the second bled test at Eden Park is no joke because the men in black will want a statement performance while trying to wrap up the rugby championship for another year. Brody Retallick isn't afraid of confrontation and he would have been setting the edge this week. No doubt him and his good mate Colsey. G'day, Gus. How you doing, brother? G'day, Daggy. I'm good, mate. It's, uh, it's good to be on the show. What a hell of an intro. You get the people excited with that, I bet. They are excited, mate. They are excited because there is a bit of edge 
And I know someone that loves Edge and his name's Brody Retallick and Dane Coles, mate. So tell us, how's, how's the week been, mate? <laughs> yeah, no, it's been good. It's, um, yeah, I guess, you know, I've run out there, we're kind of looking for that complete performance. I think kind of like touched on the periods there, but um, last Saturday and then, oh, some very average ones, some soft D that let them back in the game. So um, it's been good. Obviously, the boys are pretty eager. Um, get into it. There's a few big hits going into that, that train, even though it uh, was non-contact, so that's always a good sign that the boys are on edge. Was that you? <laughs> no, it wasn't me, but uh, one small flower Whakatawa uh, put a shot in the prop that <laughs> put him on the ground. <laughs> that was good to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I can only imagine how that went down. A young little small halfback put in a shot. Man, that's, a, that's the way to set the edge. That is the way to set the edge, guys. Look, it's, it's all ahead of you. you. You know, the Bledisloe is obviously wrapped up, but the Rugby Championship is on offer, um, but there's a lot of work to be done. So so what has been the main focus this week? What what areas have you really targeted that you want to rip, rectify from last week? Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, you know, it's been a funny old rugby team shit with everyone kind of winning one, losing one up from last weekend. So, um, yeah, there's just probably consistency and staying on, like like I kind of said, like there were some good phases, and but then there were some phases where we broke up made line breaks and didn't convert and then also made some soft some soft tackles and they got in behind us so we've talked about just 15 minutes men on the field staying on for 80 minutes and, and building the moments in front of us so I think that's where we're going to grow as a group and then we'll put our game on the park And as a forward pack guys, look we know the, the influence that Jace has had in such a short amount of time but knowing Jace he doesn't get comfortable he would have been wanting to tinker out a few areas. Look, I, I know Australia they probably got a little bit of leeway last Thursday uh, in, in the front in the front five area. So, is there something that you've, you've been really working on this week? Yeah, we've been um, we've been working uh, just obviously there was that one more where yeah, could have gone either way, but it was a big moment where we need to get across the line. So, touch on some tight in there, and I thought scrum time. Um, there's been a real emphasis this week, you know. First one, we showed some dominance, and then it was kind of they probably won it. It's a battle to be fair, so a lot of work going on there. And yeah, like you say, Jay say he's walking around telling the boys, "Are you ready? Are you on? Are you on?" So it's, uh, he's got the boys on. He's there for sure. How have you found Jace, mate? I, I love him to bits, but man, he's an ultimate competitor, and just the way his mind thinks, he must be really enjoying his influence. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's honestly been awesome, like. He's got such. A, he knows exactly what he wants. He's got good skill knowledge, especially around our set piece and the wall and stuff. Which I think is definitely, you know, it's showing on the field and, and just what he brings around the environment. Eh? He's, he's he's on more he's than us come Monday morning, I think, and he gets to know about it. So yeah, it's been great. He's not bad for a, a little pup, eh, mate? A little small man, but sheesh, he's, you know, get your gun. He creates a bit of edge. What about you, Gus? Gus, you, you've you know you've been around for a very long time now. You've you're so experienced. You got a bit of taste of Ramfeely Shield. You went back to the Hawks Bay. It was great to see you back back in the black and white. I see my friend. How's the Gus going? Yeah, a few nuggets. Body's good. Yeah, no, it's, it's um, obviously over the cheek now. Um, and yeah, I guess well, I was still able to run apart from two weeks where I had to let the bone here, I was still able to run the stuff. And then getting back in with the Hawks Bay boys was awesome. It was pretty refreshing uh, to jump back in with them. And yeah, I just touch wood, just keep building building momentum and 
some game time under the belt. It was, it was definitely great to be back out there. Uh, Melbourne, and, and you know, if you get reminded pretty quickly what Test rugby's like, and then with a finish like that, it's um, the feeling that's hard to beat. Mate, you have been around for, for a very long time, but your body's still showing no signs of slowing down. Your gameplay is is phenomenal. But if you look back and and you you know everyone likes to reflect, you know what has changed from the young guzzler to the now? Like, what are the, some of the things that you're doing behind the scenes? Are you how, how does guzzler lead? How does guzzler lead and <laughs> in, in training during the week? Yeah. <laughs> As you would know, as you get older, it probably comes a bit harder to get up in the morning with the aches and pains. I know definitely not too many beers post um, post the win these days because I feel it for the next three days. But um, I, yeah, I'm trying to just maintain the body as much as I can, stretching and trying to look after all the joints, really, shoulders, knees and stuff like that. I guess those are the ones that kind of give give away on you. So by doing that and then as you touch on, obviously like a, a little one-on-one battle and bringing a bit of easy training. So, um, trying to do that and just get, there's some great competition in the in the team at the moment and the boys are uh, fair, to be fair getting stuck into each other so it's uh, it's good to see yeah I love it mate love, love what you're about Guzzy you bring the, the ultimate edge hey just a quick question this is something I've I wanted you, you might be able to share I don't really know but you obviously got this week and then there's like a little bit of a gap before you head off so what is the plan going forward you got you got the job to get done this week but are you boys going to get any, any more rugby before you head off on India tour? Or are, you, are you just going to be training and, and just giving the bodies to recover? Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird one. I think, well, I, I've never had it in here. I guess when you were in here, we were kind of similar time and you were a bit before me, but never had the four week break before. It's normally about yeah. 10 days before going to Europe. So um, they pretty much said to us take two weeks and, and go away and do what you like, put the feet up kind of thing and, and enjoy some family time. And then. Towards the back end of um, the, the four-week break, we're having a camp in Nelson, and then um, potentially some people go play ITM Cup, but I think it's coming around to playoff time for ITM Cup, so yeah, obviously you know, the boys don't want to go in and kick. Just go in and take that out, so. There's a bit of a chat about having an internal game, I think, so who knows. Nothing worse, guys. Nothing worse. Honestly, <laughs> like those internal games, mate. Let's be honest. They are horrible. It's horrible, especially when you, they, we just use the same calls as each other and we know exactly what each other's doing. It's hard to get up for. <laughs> it, is hard. it is hard. But, hey, Shag and, and Kobe, when I was involved, we used to make you try and get up because if you didn't, you get dropped next week. So, it's <laughs> mate. Hey, uh, I appreciate right. you coming on, guys. And, uh, no hey, worries. Uh, this week's Big match at Eden Park. A lot of edge, a lot of hype, and uh, it's going to be an absolute doozy. Go well, mate, and keep trugging, you old dog. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Bloody good. S-E-N-Z. Ooh, hard-hitting journalist Israel Dag getting some gravy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I love to be shared that. Yeah, they got four weeks. Crazy, eh? They got four weeks. And I'm predicting, wow, well, we're coming to the end of the ITM too, uh, the, the NPC, I should say. And it's, uh, you know, some of the players haven't had enough game time, so they're going to have to figure out another way of doing it internal games. Um, maybe a team that drops out earlier, they'll play a, a game against, you know, one of the less teams in, in the NPC. Look, it's, it's interesting. They've got four weeks before they head off, they're facing Japan, then they go on the India tour. So there is a bit of time. They haven't had this before. So there's a lot of the old, older players will begin rest and getting their bodies right. No doubt be training. Yeah. But, um, 
yeah, some some ground some groundbreaking news here. Yeah, appreciate it, Augusta. <laughs> yeah, so some players heading back to NPC, but then the chat of a in-house game, Kimpy. And as Brody oh. said, there's nothing worse because you know the same calls. You don't want to hurt each other. Someone always ends up getting angry and getting hurt. Yeah, well, mate, when you when I don't know how you guys handled that in rugby union, is he? But we basically had an in-house game every Thursday when I was playing, and the and the reserve mm. grade would come out and basically play like the opposition against us, and you knew the guy opposite you wanted your jersey because that was the second uh, second grade person. He got a hiding. Yeah, without without <laughs> doubt. Like you, you, you just you do things in that game and and say things to them and say, "Don't ever run this way again, mate." <laughs> Good old days, yeah. Thursdays, Thursdays, and, and and most teams are the big days as well, Kempi. And honestly, when I was at the Crusaders, we used to get carved up by the second team. We used to get carved up because they knew exactly how to beat our defence and, and what would get us. So Timmy Bateman, the magician for the opposition at centre, would just carve us the shreds. And, oh, oh, he would have got, right. got a telling. I'll never forget in Newcastle, I had a young bloke coming through. His name was Rodney Howe. He ended up playing for the Kangaroos. Played for Melbourne, went down his front row, and he was 18 cocky as, mate. And I was, I was the person putting the downtowns in. I was a kicker in the team, and he came through. He checked me. He checked me, mate, with a... <laughs> Where they um, like pushed me and sort of gave me a bit of a rub up, you know. And I said, "What are you doing?" Anyway, I said, "Right, we set it, set it straight in front of him." He did it again. <laughs> I kicked it around and elbowed him right in the head. And said, "Don't do it again." <laughs> yeah, I can imagine Brody Retallick throwing an elbow or two around at this oh. in-house game. Uh, great, great interview there, Izzy, and that's uh, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. If you're just tuning in and missed that, Brody Retallick, what a star he is. Twenty-three minutes past seven here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Speaking of Chemist Warehouse, Al from Fangare, you picked up one of our spring frenzy packs today. Congratulations, buddy. Uh, we've got another one to give away. What's your All Black selection take? Send it through double eight double three. with Tony Kemp. Well, you sit back and enjoy the All Blacks take to the Wallabies this weekend. Spare a thought for a man small in stature, but big in passion. You're wondering who the hell I'm talking about, aren't you? No, it's not you, Louie. It's definitely not me. And if it was Izzy, I would describe him as a man with a big heart and an empty wallet on a Saturday afternoon at the Gigi's rather than one filled with passion. Who am I talking about? Let me tell you, the one and only Jace Ryan. Yes, the little man out of Ototahi is really setting the world alight with his attention to detail and making sure that he has the players that can lay a foundation before the pretty boys, like Izzy, get to shower themselves and try celebrations and ultimate glory. Jace Ryan has reset an all-black Ford pack and for me is building something special leading into next year's World Cup. Not often the assistant coaches get the recognition they deserve. However, this time is about celebrating Jason Ryan's ability to bring a strategy and no-nonsense selection policy to the fore to allow those pretty boys front foot football and get the job done. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Wowie, Kempe. Big shout out for Jace Ryan. A lot of heat towards Daggy. We'll get his reaction after the news with Adam. He's <laughs> not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> a lot of truth. A lot of truth. We'll get his take on Jace. You know him so well after the news. That'll have for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand.
All right, Izzy's reaction to Kempi's off the back fence in just a second. 28 away from 8am this morning. 22nd of September, yet spring is in the year. We are up and about. Daylight saving not far away. If you're doing a roadie this long weekend, make sure you're stopping at Gull, fueling your Queen's Memorial mission all year round. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Visit gull.nz and we all know how filling up on a road trip can be the most painful part. Hey, the All Whites play tonight against the Socceroos. They play on Sunday again against the Socceroos. And Chris Wood, well, he's the best footballer we've produced in a wee while. And he wants to see it more. I think that should be done on a more regular occasion. I should be thinking every four years there should be a home and away competition or anything like that, no matter what. Seems obvious. Make it happen. New Zealand football, work a bit harder for your players and your coach because you can hear the palpable frustration from Danny. Hey, the Silver Ferns got the job done last night uh, over a very depleted Sunshine Girls. Now, that was obviously going to happen. They were always going to pump them. What I didn't know was going to happen was that we we still don't have a result on the Darcy Swain situation. So the judiciary is now 12 hours or so gone. Maybe not 12, but we still have no result. So I've been checking Twitter and everywhere to try and figure out how big his suspension is going to be, and I don't have information for you just yet. But when we do have it to hand, I will pass it on because no doubt, and I nearly thought about, we could have asked Brody, but it kind of would have just gone unridden. There'll be real feeling for Quinn Tupia this weekend, is he, won't there? Huge feeling. Definitely, mate. That's his... Like, yes, it's an injury, but this could potentially be a career-defining injury. Mate, like, honestly, I've done a knee. I've had a knee. Kempi's had a knee. You have a knee. It is a long road back. I'm not saying it's over, but if I'm going to be completely honest, it's hard to be the same player you were when you've got a bad knee. You've got to reinvent yourself. Whether that knee, I don't know the extent of the damage, but an ACL, huge, man. So, look, it's, it's horrible and it could have been avoided. So the, the decision for Darcy Swain, it has to, it has to hold, hold the threshold, the upper threshold of, of time away from the game. Yeah, it makes me it wonder, just has to. makes me wonder if they're taking their time with this because of the legalities and the challenges on the length that they want to actually suspend them for. You know, because I'm pretty Oy. sure if I was Swain's lawyer going in there with the judiciary, I would be making a point like you, you must get this right, otherwise you're going to be challenged. Mm. And there were stories. He was very remorseful after the game. Alan Alator uh, was talking about it. Yes, remorseful, but man, when someone's leg's sitting there and you, you do that, it just doesn't make for good viewing. And he's not. It's not the first time. He's obviously against England when he headbutted one of the players, and oh, well, he headbutted that other player too. He was pretty annoying. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, that like, was that was it, that was yeah, that was barely a. They're two very different yeah. things, weren't they? And yeah, and um, two different. Yeah. Well, look, I, I don't have the information on how long his ban is, and they're just showing the replay on TV three now. It gets worse every time you watch it. I do have this information. He's been named for Australia A's three-match tour of Japan. So the Jared Wairia Hargreaves situation, and we've got so many issues in sport about serving bans and stood down but mm. suspensions and here and there. And, you know, you hope that that's not cynical from Rugby Australia because this would not be the time to try and, you know, work in the shadows you just got to cop whatever this ban is, Kempi, on the chin and apologise and, and just pray that Quinn can come no, back. I, could, I couldn't, seriously, me, I couldn't, I couldn't not 
sort of sit there and, and feel comfortable within my own skin. Um, mm. If I had, you know, and things happen on a football field in the heat of the moment, like they do, you just turn into a different person when you're in collision all the time and your body's in, in a different mode and your mind's in a different mode. But when you settle down and you're sitting and you're having a beer and you're reflecting, I wouldn't be able to sit comfortably in my own skin. I would I mm. would want to go and see Toops and have a chat to him and say, mate, you know, like I made a really bad error and um, I, I understand what you'll be going through and I'm, I'm really sorry, I can't take it back. You know, that's a type of per- See, that says a lot of, about people's character as well. And, and see, you don't know what Darcy Swain's done and you don't know whether he's done mm. that. You can't. I think he's done that. Yeah. I think he's done that, Kempe. But it, it, was so, think... it was so bad, is he? And you've, and you've made the point. Mm. There has to be some punishment. Because the what, guy who's what is been a justified length, Kempe? What is a justified length of, of, of suspension here you feel will justify what's, ha- what's happened? Like, are we thinking six weeks? Are we thinking two months? Are we thinking nah. three months? Yeah, I'm thinking three months. I'm thinking three months plus. It's one of the worst I've ever seen. And the worst, mm. thing, the worst thing about it is that if they don't penalise it, when you get into that jackal mm. position, like the jackal position in rugby union is the scariest. I reckon that's where a lot of concussion happens. All right? I, think it, oh, yeah, I think there's yeah. way more concussion in rugby union than there is in rugby league because of that jackal position. But... Mm. I look at that jackal position whenever I watch rugby and go, there's no way in the world I'm getting in that position. I'm so vulnerable from every angle. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you, and the pre- you and the pretty boys as well are speaking of. Ja- 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 <laughs> ja- I've, got, I've dislocated my shoulder in the jackal, Louis. I, I, you did right. Get out of there. If you've got a high number, get out. You've got no right being in there. Here's me, long levers. <laughs> got a high and number. If you got a high number, get out, mate, you idiot. Just don't even try it. Here's me, long levers, and this lock from uh, Auckland just cleans me out, like comes in, just smacks my shoulder, and my shoulder just pops out, dislocate my shoulder, but it goes down. Oh, man, I was, I was in such agony, and uh, sore, right that's there. the reason why you don't get over the ball if you got a high number. <laughs> just get out. That's the reason I play <laughs> AFL. Very quickly, uh, Izzy, Jace Ryan, uh, Kempe summed it up beautifully. There's not too much more to add, but just – how about how about this? So we know what he does for the Ford pack. How much mm. does he do for the backs? Oh, he, mate, honestly, I, w- I had dinner with Bodie a while back, and he is loving Jason Ryan's influence on the team. Not not only just with what he's doing for the Ford pack, but um, his his just morale, his chemistry amongst the players. He demands excellence, and and he brings a lot of edge. But he is real connect. You know, he has a, a genuine connection with all players. And that's his biggest asset, his ability to connect with every single one. What would he be doing for the backs? Well, he'd be laying the foundation. So, as Kempi has said, the pretty boy backs can can do what they need to do. And, and that's his biggest influence. Look, it ain't a, a finished product. We know that. It ain't a finished product. He's got a ton of work to do. And particularly on the weekend, I was thinking, man, Australia got so close in a couple of rolling malls. But what do good can tabs do? They sack it and take the penalty. <laughs> 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 and that's what he's put in there, boys. We'll do everything to stop that more. If it means one of you getting the yellow card, that's the sacrificial land that we're after. <laughs> oh, <Do it. laughs> that's so true. Love it, Izzy. Uh, right. Okay. After this, Liv McKay, uh, she's out of the Sale GP team. Incredible run that they are on at the moment. We've been loving catching up with them. We're going to go over to Kadee and catch up with our New Zealand Sale GP team. Liv McKay, not far away. Talk some sailing, Kempe. Yep, the European swing 
for our New Zealand Sail GP team is coming to an end. They've won events and been banging the finish three times in a row now and heading into the Spanish GP in the crystal clear waters of Cardiff. How beautiful. They're just one point off the overall, overall competition leaders, those blooming Aussies. Eh? Yeah, they're good, trying to get us again. Liv Mc, McKay is back with the team in Cardiff and ready to rip in. How you going, Liv? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, those... Um the Aussies, it's pretty close, but very exciting. <laughs> yeah, well, just just keep tacking, just keep tacking in front of them and making the front of their boat <laughs> go on the water. Water live, we'll be happy with that. Hey, what's <laughs> what's the buzz with the Kiwi team at the moment? Obviously, winning on the water must make the touring life up there a bit more rewarding. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, um, we all compete to to win, but. We've been spending a lot of time together as a team, so everyone's pretty good friends, and it uh, definitely feels like it's a bit more like a family. Um, but there's a good vibe going on for sure. What about Cadiz? Holds a special place, doesn't it? Being the venue a year ago, women were involved in racing with the F50s. How have you seen the role of yourself and other Wahini evolve since in the in terms of racing and the and yeah, it's um. Yeah, obviously it marks a year, which is pretty insane, really. Time's gone pretty quick. Um, the roles develop massively, and Erica, Joe, and I all feel mm. a pretty key part of the New Zealand team, which is really cool. I think it's, I guess, nice to maybe take a look back and see how far it's come. But, yeah, there's still a long way to go, and I think everyone's definitely in the mood to keep pushing, which is exciting. What what's what sort of opportunity um, has this been for you as a sailor? You know, do you think your horizon has been broadened significantly with this uh, extra time on the water? Massively, yeah. Um, it's obviously every sailor aims, regardless of what gender you are, to to be a part of mm. the GP team. So, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm still pretty young, I'd say, um, in terms of sailing age. So to be given this opportunity now and kind of open that that horizon uh, is pretty insane. And for sure, I've kind of my dreams have really widened up, which is sick. What about your role? What What, what is your role on, on the boat and, and how are you enjoying the journey? So um, the female role is actually a bit unique. We swap around. A little bit. So if it's, mm. if we've got six people on board, we're at the back um, and we're doing a lot of comms role and helping. Um, so that's with Josh Jr. helping Pete um, feed information to him to make good decisions. And then when it gets a bit lighter and we only have four people on board, the female actually goes into a grinding role, which is quite ironic. You're losing two big guys for one reasonably small female. Um, Good math there. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's good fun. Well, what about, what about, like, so you go into the grinding role. Is there a noticeable difference? (laughs) Like, what are you doing training-wise? And are you able to keep up? That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's um, definitely a lot of comms from Blair telling to go as um, hard as he can. I think it's becoming more of a priority in training for sure to get that grinding fitness up. You don't see 
many grinding fit, uh, machines around. So, yeah, it's um, been in a lot of conversations recently. And, you know, if you get in that final for a million dollars, you want to make sure you're pretty fit. Oh, yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, he, as he loves that, mentioning that. Hey, um, is, there, is there much competition yeah. between the girls, you know, to get on the boat, to be the one that the boys are uh, putting on the boat? Like, I guess I'm sort of watching you, you know, they're, they're not small guys that you're grinding with. Um, so, like, when you're training, are you, are you got that little competitive edge against each other, Liv? Yeah, I think naturally we all do, but because there's not – really many of us sailing I think it's really healthy um you know like we're all friends um and we all push each other to be better so yeah I mean it's always a competition but in a good way I'd, I'd say all right tell us about Kadi have I have I pronounced it right or is it Kadi's look I'll just say Kadi because it sounds quite um quite funky so what do you know about the conditions in Kadi? <laughs> does it look like you're going to favor any specific is it going to favor any specific team or is team New Zealand going to just keep charging and putting one over those Aussies <laughs> I mean that's for sure the plan um but I think it's meant to be um pretty could be a bit wavy this weekend so Oof. Not not big breeze like Saint Tropez, I don't think, but it will still be um, decent breeze. It's looking like right now, so hopefully it's entertaining um, for you all to watch. And yeah, I'm sure it'll be challenging as usual. What, what was that like? 98 kilometres on the water, absolutely flying, flying on a boat. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't believe. It must have been pretty crazy. It was so quick. Yeah, um, Joe was actually on the boat in Saint-Tropez, but I have sailed in those conditions on the 50 before as well. And, yeah, it's insane. It was so good to watch. And, yeah, mm. you're, you're almost just holding on. Um, <laughs> but it was actually, yeah, it's it makes it um, really special to be able to watch sailing with people who don't sail, and they're like, this is really cool. And, think that's what's so exciting about GT and even like with it coming to New Zealand I think for people to see in person is just a whole next level so yeah hopefully it's like that when it comes to New Zealand in March and yeah hopefully the sport just keeps growing. Hey Liv be honest here all right um, is there a rivalry between the Aussies and yourself, the Kiwis? Uh, is it pretty much like every other sport, like rugby, rugby league, you know, me and Izzy? And uh, because it's bledders, I reckon, this week, are you ready to smash them out there on the water? Yeah, I mean, I can't believe you're, you're genuinely asking me. <laughs> I mean, of course. Um, I mean, it's, it's always good banter, but yeah, I think there's there's always rivalry between everyone, but now we're getting pretty close at the top. I think it's, yeah, it's um, definitely chat going on, on shore and on the water, so it's good fun. Oh, mate, rip into them. Nothing better than beating Australia. <laughs> there's got, we've got... We've got the soccer happening over here. We've got the All Whites taking on the Socceroos. We've got the Bledisloe Cup. And uh, we've got you going about to smash them over there at Cuddy. But talk to us. A bit of downtime after this, then back into it with a run into the Littleton event. Reckon we can have a Kiwi boat on top of the standings by then? Yeah, that's definitely the goal. I think the team feels 
Like our foundations are really solid and we've put a lot of work into getting to where we are. So, yeah, hopefully we just keep building on what we've got. And, yeah, it feels really positive within the team. Everyone's really excited about each event. So I think as long as that keeps continuing to happen, I think we'll be in a pretty good place. There you go. Liv Mackay out of the New Zealand Sail GP team of Cardi. Is he very good? Cardi, beautiful. Crystal water's over there. It is six and a half away from eight. We love catching up with our sailors. They're doing a great job flying our flag and live an up-and-coming star out on the water. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. It's the Great Greyhound Racing New Zealand charity run. Uh, grnz.co.nz we love our dogs they love to race we're looking today at Cambridge race 7 number 2 thrilling Freddy box 2 has made it his own of late 5 starts from there he's won twice and run second 3 times I think he's going to go very very close today for Hayley Mullane so thrilling Freddy number 2 race number 7 $50 on for Child Cancer Foundation all profits to them our pacing for purpose next hour Izzy along with Lara Andrews, and I think we should probably get some questions, shouldn't we? Yes, we should, my friend. We should indeed. If you've got anything for Dr. Lara, you want to come through around parenting and sport and anything that you're curious, as last time you absolutely were super curious about where your sport can go and participation, come through, double eight, double three. Here's Aroha the News for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale and find up to half price of Neutralife and Good Health Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Thursday, the 22nd of September. It's just after 8 o'clock. We've had two hours and the show is flying. Earlier on in the 7 o'clock hour, we spoke to Brody Ritalik. And Ritalika, well, he gave us a little bit of breaking news what they're going to do post this weekend. And if you want to hear that news, you have to go have a listen. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Go to the app. And you listen to all the podcasts, and you listen to Brody Retellick, and he'll give you a little inkling of what's coming up for the team in black. There you go. Keep the messages coming through. Um, this next little part of our show is probably one of my favourites of the week. One of our favourites. We're going to talk to Dr. Lara Andrews, obviously a former White Sox captain, played professionally in, in soft for softball in the U.S., 
but it's outside of the diamond where she's had her most impact. The PhD, um, uh, ah, she's got a PhD out of the University of Delaware in the United States, graduating. And we want to ask you on double eight double three if you have any questions for Dr. Lara Andrews, please flick them through on double eight double three, and we would love to fire them through. We know you've got some. Uh, questions you want to be have answered? We've got our own here on uh, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Double eight, double three. It's now five past eight. Let's rip into it. Caring for our communities, out of the gym and off the park, working just as hard, paying it forward to our next generation. This is more than an athlete with Izzy and Kempi. That tune just gets me going. Yes, time for more than an athlete. And if we're being totally honest, this feature was pretty much designed after the last time we had our next guest on. Dr. Lara Andrews is a legend in the softball ranks. She's captain the White Sox for a long time and forged a career for herself playing professionally in the US. But it was her hard work and study at the University of Delaware in the States where she graduated with a PhD would has put her in a unique and special place to help our next generation of Kiwi athletes. Dr. Andrews is passionate about youth development and how physical activity in sport can have seriously positive effects on young people if used as a tool with the right mindset. And we're stoked to have her back on the program. Morena Lara. Morena, well, this is what an awesome intro. Oh, we really appreciate it. I, I loved our conversation we had a, a few months back. But just on that, how have you been going over winter? What's your day-to-day been looking like? It's been really good, actually. We've um, I've been lucky enough to be a part of a new launch of a new centre for physical activity and wellbeing at Victoria University nice. of Wellington, um, which is a new partnership with Sport NZ. So it's the first time um, Sport NZ uh, working with the tertiary um, model and we've created a new centre and um, some of the roles that I have is to create a new major in physical activity and wellbeing, uh, a new minor and a new master's program. So, so it's been really cool actually. That's oh, That sounds awesome. Sounds like plenty of work, um, plenty of hard work there. Look, we, we absolutely loved our chat last time, uh, probably only just scratched the surface and good to chat again, especially this time of year, Lara, you know, coming out of winter and into summer, a lot of our Kiwi kids have been playing plenty of sport at all sorts of, le- sorts of levels, right? Yeah, so it's just around um, the, the sports model really adapting to our young people and ensuring we're not extending our... Um, seasons too far or overlapping our seasons for these individuals because I know for some of the athletes that I'm working with now they're they're rushing from a league training or or a rugby competition and then they're coming to a softball training um, and we just want to make sure we're not burning burning our young people out too early but also um, we want to be providing opportunities for those who aren't playing multiple sports as well so it's, it's a hard balance Dr. Lara Andrews, um, can, why and how have you gone down this journey of what you're doing? Like you, you've obviously achieved so much in the game of softball, and you've gone down this journey. There must be a reason why a story that that you've started this. Yeah, I mean, for me as a bilingual young person, um, education has been a really challenging space for me. 
to find where I fit. Um, particularly learning English and Māori as a young person, it's really confusing. And so as soon as I stepped into that outside physical education space, I was I was able to make those connections really quickly and I wasn't as confused when I was uh, using my mind and my body. Um, and so I think a lot of children um, are feeling the same way sometimes, a bit confused in the, in the academic space and and um, sport is their outlet. And for some people, um, sport saves their lives. It gives them um, something to, to do and, and love. Um, growing up, my father actually was very involved in rugby. Um, I think you might know him as the um, John Andrews, JA. He was the coach for the Wellington Maldives for a long time. Yes. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be tagging along all the time and, and <laughs> watching and observing as a young person. And, not only did I see um, the the performance side of things, which was game day, um, I was actually able to witness what happens behind the scenes, the thinking behind it, the strategy behind it, um, the the culture building, the fitness, the nutrition, every single piece of what it takes to, to have a, a performance outcome. Um, I was lucky enough to just be role modeling and being a part of and watching and observing. Um, as I grew up, I, I started to be quite talented in the athletic space. And um, I think one thing that I wish someone had told me as a young person was um, the, the more I trained my brain, the more I got to know my greatest tool that I'll ever own, which is my head, my mind, the better athlete I became. And um, we often think that those things aren't overlapping. We, we often think, oh, if you want to be an all-black, you've got to go to the gym, you know, and you've got to train. Um, but actually, it might actually be important that we start sending the message to young people and parents and Fano that it's really critical that our young people understand their own minds and understand how to use their minds and their body to the best of their ability. And so that's part of the reason why I started to venture down this journey of, of pushing myself. Um, you know, I wasn't a, an excellent academic as a young person, but I was able to grow and develop in that space. And actually, the, the better outcome of my academic journey is I became a better athlete. Hey, Lara, you just got me thinking. Um, you know, the, I think the I think the importance here like where do you put in context, understanding the importance of knowing who you are before knowing what you want to do? It's an interesting question. And, and um, for me, it took me to leave and, and be um, in a different environment for me to understand who I am. Um, and what I mean by that was I was uh, – obviously playing a lot of sport in, in New Zealand and surrounded by lots of friends and whanau. But it wasn't really until I was plucked out of this world and, and plotted into the big America on my own um, where I started to actually learn about who I am and, and what, it, what being Māori means um, because I had to stand up for myself and I had to um, advocate for myself and with with people who didn't know who, who, who I was or, or what a, a brown person was, I guess. Um, and it's through those trials, you know, 
the tough times, the hard times, the grinding through, when you just feel like giving up, it's pushing that barrier and being un- being comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's that perimeter that really pushed me to dig deep and find who I am and what I want to do in my life. And I think that's important for young people these days is not to give up when things get hard, actually to say things are really hard right now and I'm really pushing and struggling, but this is okay and I need to work through this. I had an interesting situation. I was with my nephew, Lara, and I was driving and uh, he's a very talented rugby player and I was talking to him about school and uh, he won't mind me saying this, but I said, oh, you know, how's school? And he goes, oh, it's good. And I said, are you enjoying it? He's like, oh, I just want to play rugby. I just want to play sport. And I'm sitting there thinking about my own time at school and how I didn't apply myself and I wish I could go back and, and, and just, you know, enjoy and, and enjoy the moment. But so how do you approach those those conversations for the younger generation? We know the importance of sport and the impact it has in our lives, but the importance of education and educating ourselves. So how would you approach that, even as a, as a parent? You know, we've all got kids. So how do you approach those situations? Yeah, that's a good, good question as well. And I guess there's a lot of things with the education system that relate to being a professional athlete. And some things would be learning how to public speak, learning how to be on time to class, um, being respectful of your tutor or your teacher or your coach, um, learning how to look at something and be critical about that subject or topic and critically think about it from multiple angles. These are the same things that we do on the sports field and what we need to ensure is that we can highlight the parallels with our young people so they understand that what maybe the topic that they're talking about doesn't relate to sport or their high performance aspirations however looking at it as a strategy on finding how i approached this or when I need feedback on this, how do I deal with that feedback and do I make those adjustments that the teacher's asking me to do are exactly the same things that we need to do in the sports field. When we get approached by our coach and our coach wants us to tweak something or change something, are we going to be able to take that feedback and make a change or are we going to challenge that feedback? And so it's looking at... the the education system as a tool to upskill our young people, not just for the sports life, but also life in general. Yeah. Lara, Lara, what are you, what are you um, based your principles? Like what are your principles and priorities on your programs that um, you're currently writing? Yeah, most of the programs that I I write are mainly focused on building confidence. Um, It seems to be that the sports environment, and this is through, through the research I've been doing is our children aren't always coming out with that confidence in themselves in sport. So if they love a sport and they've been playing it for years and they aren't feeling confident about themselves in that sport, what's going to happen when they have challenges in life? Yeah. Um, and so trying to utilize sport as a platform to increase young people's confidence within themselves should be the priority for us 
as a sports system so that we're growing confident young people not just in sport but also in school and in life and so yeah most of the programs are run um are really focused on the individual and trying to unlock and unleash that confidence within so if they feel confident within their sports space then it's about then translating that and talking to them about how they translate that into the academic space if they don't feel confident in that space Oh, I love it. I love it, Lara. You're helping many out there, and I know parents will be thinking a lot of questions, and we've had one come through, and this is actually from Neeps in the back room in the kitchen, and he's obviously asked a very poignant question. Here we go. Uh, talking about passionate parents, when is it time for parents to stop pushing? If a kid knows that sport isn't for them, how do you tell them without letting them down? Sport is for everybody. Um, yeah. Maybe it's about identifying what physical activity um, that child actually wants to do. Um, maybe it's not the structured sports environment that might not be suitable for that individual or that whānau. Um, and it's, there's so many other opportunities to be active that may be more suitable for your child. You know, there's individual sports, there's team sports, then there's whānau physical activity. Maybe it's just uh, an hour whānau bike ride on a Sunday morning that actually fulfils that kid more than participating in a game of rugby. Um, it's, it's really around communication with children, understanding what do they actually want to do and why are they doing what they do. We often don't have that conversation with our kids. We, we kind of assume that oh, well, my son's played rugby, so he will always play rugby. Maybe it's a conversation with him and saying, do you still enjoy it? Do you, do you still want to play next year? Um, do you want to try another sport while you're, while you're a young person? So it's really tapping into their needs and, and desires at the time. And as a parent, not being or showing disappointment that they might want to have a break from the code that that parent really loves. Um, yeah, they might want to be an official. They might mm. want to be a scorer. They, mm. you, you know, it's just around tapping into sport has so many different opportunities, not just being an athlete. Um, and some yeah. of our children are actually aren't, aren't suitable for that. Yeah, <laughs> Um, thanks, Lara. So, such an important co-papa about getting your kids and, and your whānau uh, active. I, I actually had a real-life experience with that with my son, who, who told me he didn't want to play rugby. Um, and you could imagine that, being, being a father that played, played for his country, that's one of the hardest things to hear. But, you know, it, um, for me, what you're basically just saying is you need to listen. You need to listen yeah. and you need to yeah. actually hear what's been said. Um, and I really, I, I, I uh, have so much respect for my son being able to have that conversation with me at 14. He was when he said that. So, um, yeah. my last, my last question for you before we let you go, Lara, is the horizon. What does it look like? What is, what is, what is your dream that this program uh, can deliver? Oh, that's a big question. That is a big question. Um, 
you know, as as I've been alongside the Balance is Better Kopapa since we first started it around four years ago, um, it started as a concept. Um, and us as champions, um, our role was to advocate and promote and get it out there. One of the cool things I get to experience now, four years later, is um, I can see some changes happening within the system. And these changes are really positively impacting our young people. And the cool thing is we've, we're getting much, much more data. So we're able to prove that this new model that we're proposing is actually positively influencing young people and keeping them playing and being active longer in life. So I just, you know, the more we can be open to looking at sport and physical activity differently, and the more we can use data to, to, as evidence to show that we're doing the right thing as a country and as a sports system. Um, honestly, we're, we're going to keep making waves and actually my hope is more people are active longer in life and actually enjoying it and having more fun longer in life. And, you know, for me, sports saved my life and it gave me opportunities that... I would have never had otherwise. And so I hope that the sports system can continue to touch people in many ways and, and continue to um, inspire and enhance the growth of our next generation. Lara, honestly, you've helped so many. We've had a message come through, loving this court at all from Cam Waters. I think you've helped so many and you continue to help plenty of people around the motu. We appreciate your time. This morning, thank you so much, Dr. Lara Andrews, sharing her knowledge and insights, and well done on the transition that you've embarked on. Thank you so much. Kapa, kakite. 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 Ooh. Champion New Zealand. That doesn't right inspire. <laughs> Champion New Zealander. And that is why we do this part of the show, because there is plenty around. And Dr. Lara Andrews is one of them. Man, just get you going. My son just walked in and I'm like, Boy, are you going to play rugby? <laughs> nah, Dad. Okay. Okay, that's all right, my son. That's all right. You do what you want to do, my boy. Oh, it's got it going. Nice stuff, is he? Yeah. <laughs> She's the definition of more than an athlete. Um, yeah, PhD mm. graduate at Delaware, University of Delaware, um, distinguished performer for the White Sox for a long period of time as the captain, and now changing the lives of our young New Zealanders. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Dr. Lara Andrews there. You can catch that if you missed it. We'll just tune into the back end of it. I Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. After this, pacing for purpose. Then after the news, it'll be Pauli Mowati. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It's Harness Racing New Zealand, pacing for purpose, season two. Ah, well, what do you do when you strike out? And Simon, you were right last week. Typo was too good for us. You strike out, so you go back to the old favourite, Montana DJ. Got it done for us two starts ago, then didn't even get a look at them. Had super, had a huge amount to offer. He just never got a crack because he broke. The three-year-old Captain Treacherous Colt. And race five, number nine, tomorrow at the park over the 2,200 metres. It's a nice race, but he looks like he's got all the talent in the world. Montana DJ, Zachy Butcher for Scott Phelan and um, Barry Purden. Montana DJ, 50 on the schnout 
for Child Cancer Foundation. Back to the well with one of our old favourites, right? That's the job that we're going to do there, lads. Paulie Mouadi, not far away, is he and Kempi? And uh, a couple of messages. Got some breaking. Uh, six weeks? Yeah. <laughs> boring, eh? <laughs> Mate, not boring. I actually got on you for pointing that out. I forgot about that. Uh, Darcy Swain, six week suspension. Um, give me a spell and give me longer than six weeks. Intentional. Put me into the paddock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's right. With respect to the sanction and judicial committee, deemed the act of foul play merited a mid range entry point of six weeks. Through the actions by the player, such as position, control, player movements, they found the incident was not intentional. However, it was highly reckless. <laughs> Good lawyer. Give me that lawyer. Aaron Lloyd. You've probably had him before. Mate, I'm not that naughty. Come on. <laughs> not on the rucks. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. All right, we'll go have a spell during the news with our component. Together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Maybe we'll get some reaction on the other side of this. Uh, Goosebumps says somebody in reaction to Dr. Lara Andrews. Thank you. Appreciate your message. She was awesome. <laughs> Six and a half away from <laughs> look at his toes. <laughs> oh, sorry, boys. <please. laughs> getting comfortable. It's been a good morning. I'm comfortable. <laughs> oh, me too. But that just cracks me up when I see a little piggies wiggling in the camera. <laughs> your feet on the desk. Twenty six away from nine. Sorry for painting that visual picture. Uh, we had heaps going on today. Jared and Paul's on the line, so he'll enjoy this. Hey, Louie, had a wild night last night, thanks to your tip on wild night. Cheers, Jared. What about you, Paulie? You get some of that? Yeah, and plenty of punters had a good feed as well after Kai got up in the <laughs> uh, second with Opie Boston on board as well. So, yeah, good on you, boys. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> which means that there's a bit of cash out there, and if you do have a wee bit of cash, you don't want to miss out on the $100,000 worth of bonus bets that we're giving away on the uh, Wallabies All Blacks Bledisloe Test this Saturday night. Just back the winning team uh, in either the match result or the winning team in margin market uh, and go in the draw to win one of 21 $5,000 bonus bets um, if you back the winning, if you do back the winning team. So um, check out the T's and C's on the website. But uh, I can tell you, there's a few punters who are back in the Aussies who think they might be able to break the Eden Park curse. So uh, it's not one-way traffic in that match. Uh, rolling my eyes in the camera because, oh, my, no chance, Paulie Moati. Come on, mate. Come on. They like, see, well, they're feeling generous because the TAB is generous at the moment. I don't know what's going on in the water at the TAB, but they're so generous at the moment. The punters are feeling sorry, so they're just donating back, mate. I'll tell you, Izzy, I don't think it's water that we're drinking at the moment with the amount of stuff that we're giving away, but um, <laughs> I'm just having a look. The NRL uh, preliminary finals, a $23,000 bet on the North Queensland Cowboys to beat the Eels. 12 plus. This Friday night from at a post, dollar postcode St Mary's Bay. 
$23,000 on the wow. Cowboys at $1.69 to win. Um, and we've got some boosted markets up today as well. Of course, Aaron Judge hit his 60th home run of the season uh, yesterday against the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Yankees face the Pirates again today. We've boosted Aaron Judge from 3 30 out to $4 to hit a home run today. If he does hit one today, that'll equal Roger Maris's uh, record of 61 home runs. And of course, everyone that's above Roger Maris sort of has an asterisk against their name, <laughs> the Sammy Sosas, the Mark Maguires, and the Barry Bonds. The Barry Bonds of the really world. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't really count there. So if you like boosted markets, these, uh, there's that one. And Ryan Fox as well. Um, he'll be um, looking to. Uh, I guess show Trevor Immelman, uh, he should have actually been selected for the President's Cup. He's currently, he'll be uh, teeing off in the Open de France, Ryan Fox. He's been boosted from 26 out to $31. And oh. if you like football, the All Whites are playing uh, later on tonight. And we've boosted Chris Wood to score a goal at any time, out from 350 to 450 So plenty of boosted markets for punters get on today. Well, you boost on out of here, Paulie. That's, uh, gee, you're right. It's giving mood. Uh, it is very, yeah. very generous um, at the moment, which What's is great. On? And love Can't racing. Stand it. <laughs> Download the TAB app to go and find all that stuff. Uh, R18 Gamble responsibly. Now, Kempi, I've had a bet yesterday, and you are familiar with the horse. Its name is Butler. Yeah, good bet. Very good bet. So $2.50 they opened Butler at in the open handicap sprinter Awapuni. Look, it's going to be super heavy. He loves it heavy. He's the only horse that got in touching distance, and he didn't even really have imperatories at that Foxbridge uh, mm. plate sprint. He's going up against the kind of star treasures, race Stevens, Mesa and Roxanne's of the world. Yeah, he's giving them a lot of weight, but that's because he's the best horse in the race by a country mile. He's already into $2.20. I thought when I just went through the fields the first time without having a too much of a look at, at the form for this weekend, that was the most obvious standout bit of the weekend. Down in Owapuni, definitely. That's the that's the one. If you're going to have a bet, back that horse. And uh, yeah, you always know, Lisa Allpress said it on TV last weekend, um, when she's riding for Alan Sherrick, you know that he's got them ready. That's right. He's a master preparer. Uh, just ask me, $8.50, $2.80. Do you, reckon, you, know, you know what? Last time he paid too nine, heavy. You know what? Too you know heavy. What, you know what happened last yeah, time he paid nine dollars. Say it. I'm not yeah, say it. Too heavy. Don't back it. Too yeah, heavy. Don't back anyone. Too so heavy. Just don't back it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I tell you what's good money. Two dollars forty a top four. Mate, doesn't run out of the placings. He doesn't run out of the top four. Twenty-five starts, nine wins, three seconds, two thirds, two fourths. So that is uh, twelve, fourteen, sixteen. Yeah, he barely runs. Who's out the favourite in that? Secret Armour, Amor. Secret and war, but yeah, she's a bit vulnerable on the heavy tracks, I reckon, Daggy. Mm, if it's going to be real sloppy. Also, Kate Hercock, I haven't forgiven her from when she Piper flinged me last <laughs> Friday. Don't want to get too grumpy, though, because it's been a great morning, and Debbie from Property Apprentice <laughs> is not, not far away. Love racing.nz, go and do all your form up there. Go and watch some replays before you have a bit, you know. Hold yourself accountable. Oh, Cork's back at the races. Cork owes me as well. Mm, all right. A bit of homework tonight, lads. Debbie's not far away. Uh, some good texts here this morning, though, Kimpy. Mate, 
sorry, Louis. Yep, there's plenty of uh, people out there that want to talk about lots of bits and pieces, like Jared, who says my cousin's surname Butler might put a lazy hundred on it. I think it's not a bet. I think Louis's right. Butler's probably the bet. Um, and here's one here. Far out, boys. You crack me up. <laughs> I thought you sent this one. Is Kemp be throwing elbows? Is he talking about headbutts? Kids out there, don't be like Uncle and Neff. <laughs> that's from horse. <laughs> Yeah, just telling and keeping it real, mate. Back, in, I know that's not that doesn't happen these days, but um, <laughs> you know, just talking a little bit about our careers, really, about what it was like back in the old days. Like oh. yours were the old days, mine were like the ancient days. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't stand there and throw them like you, young, so I had to run away. I had to run away. You know, you got the elbows and the guns to get through. Hey, Kempy, just quickly, I actually um, the, the team namings today. Yeah. So there's going to be some changes. So there's going to be some changes. I've gone. I reckon. So Savi will go to seven. Barrett at six. Eight is probably the selection where they're going to go. They're going to go stay off Hoskins to two two, or are they going to change up and give someone else a crack? Right. I reckon. Uh, yeah. I've gone. I've gone. I've gone. Luke Jacobson. I'm going to chuck him in there. Give him a chance at eight. See how he's going to get up there. So I've gone with Luke Jacobson at eight. Uh, in the backs, I've gone Sevi Reese on the left wing. Chuck Sevy Reese out on the wing. Will Jordan on the right. Roger Tui Vasa Sheck at 12. Those are my fullback. changes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish. I wish. So Reese, Tui Vasa Sheck, and Jacobson at 8. So the makeup is that leaves an opportunity. Fakatava, put him on the bench. I've got Fakatava on the bench. Give him a crack, man. Obviously, we heard from Retallick. He laid out one of the props. So defensively, you'll have no problems. Um, the question is 23. They've got Barrett, Fakatava. Who is going to come in? Is there going to be an option, opportunity for Leicester flying a Nuku to have an opportunity covering centre and wing in that 23rd uh, number jersey? So those are my changes, lads. Yeah. What do you reckon? I, look, I, li- I like your changes too, Izzy. I think, you know, I don't know whether he'll make that many because he just doesn't make a hell of a lot of changes, does he? Um, and if Roger doesn't get a start, well, I think he goes to the bench. If he does get a start, fine, look, he goes to the bench. Um, and I like I like Sivu back in there. I, I would really like, I, you know, listen to people and seeing how Will Jordan plays, I'd like to see him at fullback. I'd like Geordie to go to second 5'8", you know what I mean? I think Geordie can play second 5'8", hands down. They'll go Roger. They'll go Roger or they'll go Geordie, eh, Louis? Yeah. They'll go uh, Roger or they'll go Geordie. 100%, and I think they'll go Geordie. I think there's a, something funny going on with Roger Tuivasa-Sheck and uh, the, the capability, or how much trust I've got there. I think it's time. this is the time to roll the dice on Geordie at 12 as your backup 15 or back for configuration at a Rugby World Cup. 12 away from 9, uh, Ed, Christy Mwonga, Lester. Caleb Clark, Geordie, Rico, Will are my backs. Appreciate that. Ed Debbie from Property Apprentice is coming up after this to round us out on a very busy Thursday morning. Loved your company and we are 13 away from nine. Coming up to 9am when we'll handball across to Smithy. But before then, it's always a pleasure when we get Debbie from Property Apprentice in studio. Debbie, great to see you. And we've been talking a lot about spring and how we, uh, the hay fever and what makes us cry in sport and, and you know, the seasonal effects. Does, does the housing market cop a bit of a seasonal effect here and there? Absolutely, it does. Like every spring, market activity picks up. So, you know, I, th- I think part of it is that people think, hey, if we buy a house now, we could be in it by Christmas. You know, it's like, I don't know whether people realise, but Christmas is the same date every year, you know? 
And yet every single year people get this Christmas deadline that they want to work towards. Spring, spring, flowers out, grow, yep. the lawns are growing, the place smells and looks a lot better. So have you, have you seen the, the turn in the market, like a... a are pe- more people going out and buying houses at the moment? I think they are, and there's certainly a lot more interest in the property market at the moment. So, you know, part of what, we, what we're wondering is whether this is just the usual spring effect mm. or whether people are actually starting to think, you know, OK, house prices have dropped quite a bit, especially in Auckland. So, you know, like our free events, for example, we're getting more and more people coming along to those free events every week, and that's happened quite recently. So I wonder if some of that is that people are just thinking, you know, we must be pretty close to the bottom, let's jump in now before every other man and his dog does too. The effect of the employment market, like out there currently, these people just can't get people to work because, yeah. you know, so many vacancies and advertisements out there for good people. Um How's that affect the the, the 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 market? I guess that lifts the market as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it does because you know one of the one of the triggers for the property market is employment levels. You know, when we've got high levels of employment, that's people who've got provable income that can get mortgages. And at the moment, interest rates on mortgages are still high. So mm. you know, the test rates that bank use to crunch the numbers for your affordability that's quite high too. Some of the banks are testing interest rates at up to seven point nine percent interest. Yeah, everyone wants to know about interest rates, Debbie. Yeah, they do. Yeah, no, what's, what's the uh, likelihood of those, you know, generally it's around 6% at the moment, but what's, what's the likelihood of those interest rates in the new years coming down? Oh, look, I wish I had a crystal ball, eh? And it's like half the economists in New Zealand at the moment are saying that interest rates are near their peak or on their way down, you know, and the other half are going, oh, no, there's room for things to increase from here. I think if we exclude the last couple of years during the pandemic when the OCR was dropped to help boost the economy, excluding that period of time, over the last 30 years, the average interest rate's been about 6, 6.5%. So, you know, we're sitting at about average now. Interest rates worldwide have been trending downwards over the last few decades, though. My gut feeling is that the Reserve Bank's going to continue to aggressively increase the OCR until there's evidence that inflation's under control. So we could see some increasing interest rates from here or not. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, just on the, the official cash rate, OCR, just explain how that works. Oh, um, that's really, above my pay grade. Because oh, like, everyone's watching the, the Reserve Bank and what happens with the, the official cash rate and the interest rates on the back of that as well. Inflation, for instance, like going to the supermarket at the moment, as he touched on it last week, is 19, 19 bucks for a kilo of tomatoes. No, it's crazy. Um, what effect is that having? So when when the Reserve Bank increased the OCR, it's to help fight inflation. You know, so one, I mean, you know, and I'm not an economist. <laughs> this is just my understanding of it. So, um, you know, they increased the OCR to help encourage saving rather than spending. And it's not to save people from spending on groceries, because obviously we've still got to eat, but it's to save people from consumer spending. So, you know, cut down on that because they need to spend more money on groceries at the moment. So that'll help curb inflation. Once inflation's under control, then they need to worry about how the economy's performing. So, you know, if we go into a global recession, for example, the OCR will start dropping quite quickly. 
And that's when interest rates will come back down again as well. But the OCR is not the only thing that affects interest rates. There's these things called swap rates, which can affect Mm. interest rates as well. Swap rates are on the way up. Interest rates are sort of trending downwards again. So... Yeah, it could go either way. So you're seeing some strong numbers uh, for your online training sessions and you can text ticket to 268 or visit propertyapprentice.co.nz to get involved, but you're seeing some strong numbers through? Definitely, and especially Aucklanders. You know, we're getting more Aucklanders online. And so it it could just be that, you know, Aucklanders have seen quite a large drop in values, so they might be thinking that, you know, surely we've got to be near the bottom, you know? Yeah, interesting. All right, Debbie, appreciate you uh, fighting and battling the Auckland traffic to come and see us. (laughs) this morning and if anyone wants to go get involved helping Kiwis create better retirement plans that is Property Apprentice. Debbie, great to catch up. Nice to see you guys. There you go. Uh, Kempi, we're nearly at the finish line this morning or just towards 9am. Smithy is in a great mood because he had to fill up on Wild Night yesterday like the rest of us. Um, uh, Tim has come through on double eight double three and said, Al is way overestimating Foster's intelligence. Now, this is Al in the first hour of the show who suggested that he was foxing the rest of world rugby. Mate, it was, it was actually quite a good uh, conversation that we had with Al because he threw some shade over a conversation that none of us have even thought about and that Fozzie may be not playing like there might be a reason why he's not playing Will Jordan at fullback. Might be a reason why he's leaving other players out of the side until he goes to the World Cup, keeping an ace up his sleeve. So I thought there's a, a really good chat from Al. Rightio. Uh, nearly nine o'clock. Smithy, Socceroos or Whites? We love getting up over so- them. Reckon? Uh, that would be an upset. That would be a, um, a massive upset. I, I, I can see us winning at Eden Park. I, I, I don't see us winning tonight. Chris, Chris Wood, Danny Hay, extremely frustrated with lack of play. Understandable? Yeah, understandable. Absolutely understandable. Not for 11 years we've played these guys. 11 years? That's way too wow. long. They're only three hours away. Haven't beaten them since yep. 2002, mate. So, yeah. It's too long between drinks for sure. That's almost bled as like cupish. Don't say that out loud. Smithy's <laughs> uh, up after nine. We'll pass the band to him. Big show through till midday. Great to have your company all day today. We've got Izzy in studio tomorrow, full of beans and whatever else. Can't <laughs> wait to get into it. Loved your feedback on double eight double three. 150811 as always. Have a great day. Kakite. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.